This is Hot 810 Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Chosen King Willie. Today we'll be talking about, amongst other things, collegiate sports. Should they get paid? Yay, nay, why, yes, or why not? And to start it out today as the first show, I wanted to just get into it, right into it right away. I believe that at the college level, you should get paid. <clears throat> and I have several reasons why, and I'll go into those in a few minutes. But let's just take the other side first, and let's argue it from their position. They say that first, that these young men, women, are not employees, meaning that they don't work for the NCAA or for these schools. Hmm, that's what I'm saying. Second, they say that they get a free education, which is pay- should be payment enough. Thirdly, they say that they're living, pretty much they're living their dream of playing sports for a living. That's their dream. Now, I'm going to attack each one of these simply in the points that I give. Okay. First of all, if they're not employees, but you're giving them an education and you said that the education is payment enough, you just admitted in that that they are, in fact, employees. Because if you say that their education is free, so that you feel like that's payment enough, did you just not admit that they were employees because you only paid those that you employ? Okay, that's one. On top of that, the education that they get doesn't always coincide with what they want to do or what they could potentially get a job in. So how is that payment or how is that enough to suffice their time, their energy, and their bodies being put on the line constantly? In any other market, if you take a person's time, their energy, and you ask them to, and usually includes their body, you pay that person, their employee of your company, whatever your company might be, to say that these guys are not, these women, these guys and these young women are not employees is laughable, literally. If they're giving you their time, their energy, and their bodies putting on the line, that time, energy, and their bodies, when they could be doing other things, they could be making money on, on their own, yet they're giving it to you for what? A scholarship offer? A, a free education? That education don't amount to what they're giving up. The NCAA and everyone else are taking advantage of these student-athletes. They must be made to, to foster or buckle up and pay these kids, these student athletes. I'm going to read you something off the NCAA website. And I'm literally reading it off their website. You can go to their website, NCAA.org. And you can read this. It says, listen to this. The September, 27, the September 2017 announcement of a federal investigation into fraud in college basketball recruiting made it clear that the NCAA needed to make significant changes and do so quickly. In response to the, regu- in response to the recommendations issued in April from the Commission of College Basketball, the NCAA Board of Governors and the Division I Board of Directors are implementing the following changes. Provide student athletes 
more freedom and flexibility to decide about going pro and pay for scholarships for those who want to finish their degrees later. Huh. Funny, they just came up with that and the NCAA has been around for a long, long time. We'll get into that maybe in a a later podcast. I'll share with you how long they've been around. Okay, the next point they have, it says minimize the leverage of harmful outside influences on high school recruits and college student athletes. That was another one of my points. How are they taking these children from their parents and putting them in situations where they would, a lot of these kids would have not known the kind of drugs that close, have been that up close and personal with that stuff. Even though drugs are everywhere, I'm not trying to say that these kids are are never going to run into a bad situation. I'm just saying they're less likely to because based on what most of these children are doing when they go get these kids from these homes, there's no way in heck they would get near to stuff like that. But they get on these college campuses and they meet people. People who are doing things, who have been doing things and been allowed to operate on these campuses like this. They get hooked and then you blame the athlete, but you don't understand where that stuff came from. That was allowed on campus. That was a part of campus life. Let's go. Let's finish reading this. I just wanted to take that sidestep for a second. The next point says make the NCAA investigation and infraction process more efficient and binding. So what that tells me is that your policies in the past have been laughable, that people have been doing what they wanted and continue to do what they want and think that the NCAA, which from what they're saying is a joke because they didn't have to abide by what you said. Set stronger penalties. The next point is going to prove my point right here. Set stronger penalties for schools and individuals who break the rules. So obviously you've set rules that they're not following or that they don't feel like they have to follow. So you've done nothing until the federal government decides to step in. And now all of a sudden come all these rule changes in order to cover your end and in order to cover big business. Bring in independent investigators and decision makers to enforce rules. Why are you bringing in independent people if <clears throat> this is a billion dollar industry unless the industry or the empl- your employees started to say, well, if I'm an employee and if you want me, I'll do whatever I please. And if you don't like it, hey, you just won't have me. See, that's what happens <clears throat> when you're not paying people. It's harder to want to govern what they do. See, when you pay a person and you're they're an employee of yours, when they're not doing what you ask them to do, you have a list of saying, this is your job requirement. See, when you pay someone, you give them a list of what their job detail is while they're there. These are the things you're required to do on the job. But long as you keep telling people that these kids are not employees, you can't give them a job requirement. Because frankly, if to say that they have required, you can't require something of someone when you're not paying them. Point blank, period. You can request. You can request a person do this or that, but you cannot require anything from anyone you're not personally paying. You can try to influence, some people manipulate, or you can do, or you can do like most people. You can either influence them to do what you want them to do, request, which is ask, or 
You can uh, try to guilt trip and manipulate without paying a person. That's the only way you're going to get it done. They know this. Listen to the rest of this. Bring the independent investigators, independent investigators and decision makers to inf- bring them in and to cause them to enforce the rules. So it didn't got out of hand now. Add public voices to the NCAA Board of Governors for fresh perspective. They don't want public voices. They're going to choose the public voices they allow in. Because anything that goes against what they're doing, they're not going to allow in. And if they do, they're going to allow it in in spurts. They're not going to allow someone to come in like me who will come in and tell you how they're getting over on these children. They're going to sweep that under the rug. They're going to pay that person to be silent and go away. Because, again, big business. These changes promote integrity. How do they promote integrity when you're not even being honest that these children are actually employees that you're not paying? Strengthen accountability. How do they strengthen your accountability? Who are you being accountable to? You're only being accountable till you feel like there is no one watching. And then you're going to go back to doing it. People are going to continue to fall through the cracks because you don't, you won't recognize what everyone else knows. That these children are, are employees. They're not. They may be student athletes, but they're still employees. And we're going to go into it just in a second here. And probably, it says these changes promote integrity, which is laughable. Strengthen accountability, yeah, okay. And prioritize student athletes, not really. How can you prioritize them and you don't even see them as employees? You won't even pay them as such. Now let's go back up. I was reading on another of the NCAA sites at ncaa.org slash student dash athlete slash future slash scholarship. I read on that that they said that annually that the NCAA pays out $2.9 billion to over 150,000 athletes. So, I did the math. I took the $2.9 billion, divided into the over 100. So, they gave 150,000. They said it's over that. Okay, I'll I, I give them that. With the 2.9 and the 150,000 folks... They're paying these kids under 2K for a scholarship, a college scholarship. And if you know anything about major universities, unless these kids are studying how to be your next plumber, and even plumbing has went up since then, their scholarships are not covering what you think they are. Only $2,000 a semester, and you're looking at how many, let's see how many semesters, let's say at least four make a year. So they're only getting eight thousand total dollars of scholarship money. Who's making up the difference? Who? Most courses of study for anything that is going to make these children any kind of money is fifty to sixty thousand. That doesn't include textbooks. That doesn't include meals. That doesn't include housing. That doesn't include anything else like that. Most of the scholarships, from what I hear, do include housing. They house them on the dorms, and they feed them. They give them uh, free room and board, so to speak. But it's not free. It's not free. These kids pay for it. And they are paying for it. I was listening. I was uh, watching a report the other day. Um, I went online and was searching and researching it. And they said, on average, they make $150,000 on average per student 
athlete. For male, for male football, that's what they make. The male football players make that. That's what they get. Not make that, but that's what the school can potentially get off each male that plays on the football team. Now, let's say you have a team of, I think college teams are able to carry almost 75 or more players. Because in the instances someone gets hurt, they can't play, they're able to have, which is understandable. But let's take 75 and multiply it by 150,000 and see what we get. Five times one hundred fifty thousand. You got eleven million dollars. Two hundred fifty. Eleven million two hundred fifty-six thousand dollars off of taking seventy-five first. So right there, they're making eleven million just for having seventy-five. Male football players. Folks, that's almost $12 million off of one football team. Now, for the male basketball team, they make about 160000 I don't know how many they're able to have on a basketball team. Let's say, let's say 40. Let's say a nice number like 40. If they have 40, that's almost $6.5 million. So let's say, let's say 11 million for football. Let's say another two point two three million in basketball for the male athletes. That's almost 14 million. That doesn't include folks, the women, who women's sports have been coming up for a while and, and are being really recognized, which I really am thankful for because there are some talented women as well. So, folks, they're making almost 13 million dollars. Just to have these kids on the team. But they tell you about the 2.9 they're giving out. Which I've done the math and it's 2.K. 2K. So 2K per, per each of those students. If you have 75 students times $2,000. We're going to tell you how much they pay out. Out of that $2 million. They're paying out, they paying out about what one player would make. On average, what they would make from one player, basically, on average, is what they're paying to these players. Each player is getting about 2K a month. I mean, uh, not a month. 2K per semester for school. So they're paying only 150000 but they're pocketing over $11 million. So that $11,250,000, so they're making $11,150,000. Well, $11,100,000 off of football players, male football players, alone. Folks, that sounds like to me that they're making a whole lot and paying out very little. So you see how this gets out of hand. But that's just not where I wanted to go. That's just I wanted to talk about that in line with everything else I have to talk about. Now, these are my reasons I feel, my top three reasons why I feel college, collegiate athletes deserve to be paid. They built these schools up academically. The money, that $11 million I was just talking to you about, folks, I'm going to show you three places it's going. Or, yeah, three places it's going. 
three places academically first most of the research of these universities have to be paid for you can't just go research a new cancer uh, treatment or a new thing that could kill cancer without having the money to spend on the equipment on the trip to wherever place that you're trying to go search for this on the um, food to feed the people while they're there so these football players these children are building research labs that are are putting future um, doctors building up future doctors and future um, future doctors even lawyers for those who are in, in uh, other fields they're building these research labs on these schools they're building up these academics without college football or collegiate sports period these schools would cease to exist because who would be paying these tuitions for $60,000 who's going to give you $60,000 to come to your school to get a to maybe get a job doing what you said they would be able to do when they leave they build them up in the research area they build them up in the developing new treatments area for them to study uh, other technologies so they're building up research science departments and all these departments are benefiting from these student athletes these men and women student athletes Financially, they're benefiting. How are coaches and athletic directors being given hefty salaries? You know, I, one of my favorite teams is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide. My parents are both from Alabama. But you know, the coach makes $5 million a year annually. But these children who he coaches, that he inherited from other coaches, the, they're high school coaches. These kids' high school coaches didn't make that kind of money. And they had to coach these kids, a lot of these kids, into some talented situations. Yet, the guy that gets them last, you give him $5 million. And all he does is tell them how to fit the system he has for them to fit into. He did none of the hard work. He got to inherit someone else's hard work. But you pay him $5 million, but these children are not getting any money. They're not seeing anything outside of their scholarships. If they have a financial hardship of a loved one die, they got to figure out how they're going to bury that loved one. These schools don't care nothing about that. They have a lot that they're dealing with. They have the weight of the world. They're young people that we're taking advantage of or we're allowing to be taken advantage of by the NCAA. We may not be doing it personally, but we're allowing them to be taken advantage of saying that, oh, they should go to college. They should play sports for this team. How about they go to college, get a degree? Go the academic way. Why do they have to go play sports in order to get a free ride? Because again, folks, it plays back into that $11 million. It's big business. If you do all the math, these schools are, it's in a billion dollar industry. When I did the math, these schools make annually close to 20, they make over $22 billion annually all of them pulled together make over 22 billion annually and they're only paying out less than 3 billion little under 3 billion on scholarships when you do the math they're paying out 2k per student athlete roughly on top of that after the finances cuz see money is where you get most people's attention so i know i got your attention now let's go on to the next part 
athletically. The money that the football teams bring in, the other, I, it's not just football, but it's just football is what seems to have the biggest draw usually. The, the money that the football teams bring in make it possible to fund the basketball team. Makes it possible to fund the baseball team. Makes it possible to fund the softball team. Makes it possible to fund the soccer team. Makes it possible to fund the hockey team. Makes it possible to fund all these other teams are being funded off the football team. And it's not just football that I'm, I'm, even though that's my heavy thing, but college football has a bigger audience than just about any other sport in college any other sport. You can't compare basketball. Basketball used to be. Now it's college football. College football is watched by older, younger, and even women. It's crazy how many women you will see going to college football games. They even found love for the game. So that tells me college football, without it, they would have nothing to pay for the rest of these teams. So these students are building up these schools. We've already talked about how they do it academically. We talked about how they do it financially. We're talking about how they've done it right now athletically by building the other teams or making it so that the, the school has the money to fund these other teams. Now, let's talk about another part of this. Let's talk about how they truly are employees. Most of these contracts that these students sign have a code of conduct. They must conduct themselves like men and women. No problem. You think that that should be... That should be something that's common sense that everybody should know. You must conduct yourself a certain way in order to be taken serious, to uh, put your best foot forward. I get all of that. But the only time you put in writing that someone has to abide by something is when you're hiring them as an employee of your establishment. Then they must, because you don't want them to put a negative a negative image in the minds of other people when they're working for your brand. Because to do that would be to cause people to walk away and have a bad stench or bad taste in their mouth when it comes to your business. Why are they signing contracts that have code of conduct things in them where if they don't do, if they do certain things to to bring um, a, a bad light on them or shine a bad light on them, which therefore turns it and shines it on the university, then they can be let go. That's because they're employees. They're just not treated like employees. And lastly, my last and final point is what I've said earlier. They give their time, their energy, and their they put their bodies on the line. One thing you can never get back is your time. And if someone's taking your time, but you're not getting paid for it, they're wrong. You're being robbed. I'm not talking about you not getting just monetary. Monetary is one thing. In this case, yes, monetary. Because they're giving their time and their energy and their bodies when they could be at home helping families, learn, researching, learning uh, new breakthroughs in cancer on their own. They could be doing so many other things. So many other things. To make their world and their communities better. But they're on these college campuses. A lot of them being introduced to sex for the first time. A lot of them being introduced to drugs for the first time. A lot of them being introduced to peer pressure and uh, underage drinking and all the rest of this kind of stuff that goes on on college campuses. They're being introduced to this stuff for the first time with nobody, no oversight. 
These people don't care about them. They care about the money. They see these children and they see dollar signs. They don't see that that's someone's son or daughter who their mom is going to be sad if they have to come visit them from jail because their son or daughter got into some stuff. Now they're in some real trouble. See, yeah, they, they send the children off, but the parents are left at home to, to wonder what's going on. And if the child doesn't have the mindset to, the, to keep in contact and to be transparent with their parents, the, 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 the parents have no idea what's going on. They're left in the dark. So in closing this all out, I hope I've made my three points to show you why these children deserve to be paid. They're building up these schools from the ground up on the backs of these children Men and women. So young women and young men building these schools up from the ground up. The basketball team, the football team, the soccer team. All these teams are building this school so that way they can finance and do what they want to do. Yet they're not getting paid like the employees that they are. They give up so much yet get so little in return. They have to adhere to a code of conduct like you do on a job. Yet they're not getting paid. They're still getting talked to and treated like someone who is indispensable. They give their time, their energy, and their bodies and put them on the line for sport. For a sport that doesn't love them who, after they're done with the sport, people may not never realize it. It doesn't matter about the recognition off the field. What I'm saying is this. They spend all their time doing that. What, what skills do they pick up? What did they learn that they could put on a resume? What did they learn that will help them get a better job? What did they learn playing football that's going to make them ready for life? So that's what I mean when I say they could be doing so many other things. They could be learning life skills. They could be doing all this other stuff. They're not learning that stuff when they're playing in these, these schools on these sports. Between practice, studying, and class, and then the side job they have to get in order to support themselves for what the school doesn't provide in that scholarship... They don't have any time to really have a social life. But you uh, put it like this. You're going to eventually do what you want to do. But they, then you, you 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 can say, you can make the argument for me saying they don't have social life. Well, how are they going to have time to get into that? When you put it like this, when you're curious and, and, you, and you've been, you, you're going through enough, you'll find the time to do whatever you, you, you want to do. So in closing, I just want to say, I hope I've informed you enough. I hope I broke down the, the numbers enough to show you why college athletes should be paid. Again, this is your boy, Chosen King Willie, and this has been another Hot 810 Sports Talk. I'm your host. Uh, let me know what you think. Get back with us. Talk to you soon. Bye.